Hey people, it's your boy Mr. Lots, the Ghanaian shittle, you know the vibes, and you're now listening to Taking Notes with Mr. Lots. Here we discover the fears and the risks people face while following their passions. My people, regardless, we move. Hello, how are you doing, Amir? You alright? We yeah, fresh all these technicals, but here we are. <laughs> here we are, here we are. But yeah, you know what? Let me start it like this. Hey guys, you are welcome again to taking notes with Mr. Lots, aka the Ghanaian Shuttle. You know the vibes. But yeah, today I'm joined by the one and only Amir Brave. Come on. <laughs> How are you hey. doing? My girl? How are you doing, girl? I'm good, I'm good. I'm really oh, good. You're looking all glossy. I like that. I like that. You're trying for <laughs> You gotta do what we gotta do, you know, quarantine and that. Yeah, quarantine special. <laughs> quarantine special you know what i'm gonna even start off a bit like you know just to get us going you know here and there mm-hmm. so the people can get to know you more right obviously Mir brave you know who is amir brave you know if you were to describe yourself in three words how would you describe yourself i would say <laughs> i don't even know what to say um i would just say uh r&b mm-hmm. <laughs> sing a song right on. I don't know. I don't know. Sing a song right on. I just that for now. <laughs> no, we'll take that. We'll take that. I mean, we'll take that for sure. As you said, singer songwriter. That didn't come overnight. I think the like I met you years ago, obviously through a mutual friend mm-hmm. years ago. I knew you had the talent, you were singing, and it all started off, you know. So speak a bit about your journey when you realize, you know what, singing, this is my talent, but I actually enjoy singing. How did that all come about for you? Well, for me, uh, it was like since I was a kid, so mm-hmm. I kind of was like nurtured like my house to to sing. So my mm-hmm. siblings would like record me, like print out lyrics, and like make me sing it. So from when I was like five, mm-hmm. like they've been recording me singing. Um, wow. And then in school, I was always performing. I was always doing musicals. Um, I was that kid. Even if you, I was the tree. I'm gonna outperform the the main person. <laughs> so I've been singing and doing musical theatre for like <laughs> my whole life, basically. Absolutely. And then when I got to secondary school, it really like it affirmed in me that I knew, yeah, I want to be a singer and I'm gonna go for this goal regardless. So yeah, when I got to like 15, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So yeah. And obviously, you are in an industry where obviously the music industry, very creative industry, but it's not the easiest industry, especially here in the mm-hmm. UK, right? So obviously, as a 15-year-old, when you decide to do um, this, as in take pursue music full-time or pursue music as a passion, as a desire, what were some of the things you did at that time that got you to where you are now? As in, what were some of the things you put in place? Um, I would definitely say vocal lessons. So I've been taking singing lessons since I was nine. Mm. So I feel like, just like in terms of technique, and even now, like I think I stopped when I was like, I had last thing I had of like maybe like 20 or something, but I need to do them again. But um I would definitely say those vocal lessons from nine right up to like when I was like early early teen definitely mm-hmm. helped for sure, for sure, because it like it just trained me basically and 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 taught me how to to use my voice and to find my voice. So mm-hmm. um I feel like a lot of those times when I was recording after school or recording after college and going to studio working with different people that really trained me up to now. Like mm-hmm. all of those little little things that kind of seemed insignificant at the time or like play or mm-hmm. for fun. It was actually just like 
it was me putting in my 10,000 hours, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I respect that. That's very true. I think, as I said, I've seen you sort of work on that craft and building on that. You know, sometimes people see certain things and think it's overnight success, right? Mm -hmm. So in terms, even in terms of that, let's talk, let's talk, obviously, even before you released, you know, singles for people to hear and things like that. And we'll come out to some of your singles, but I can't wait to dive into that. But what yeah. would you say, you know, coming up, what were some of the challenges you had to go through to get to a stage where you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this or this is how I'm going to position myself? Because obviously coming up, I'm guessing what sort of music were you doing before? Did you have to decide, OK, I want to do this, this, this and not this, this, that? What was some of the thought process behind that? For me, it was really like, like, who am I as the artist and like, what mm. do I want to do? And sharpening my pen so I had a big juggle whether I was going to be an artist that was like outside or whether mm. I was going to be an artist that was like behind the scenes so I was just going to be a songwriter so mm. for me it was just a lot of my time at uni was like self-development mm -hmm. like positioning myself and figuring out who am I and like what type of artist I want to be so I was writing rubbish like that's how I used to sing in church a lot as well so that was like another breeding and training ground for like just confidence um writing and just like figuring out who I want to be so yeah I just feel like yeah there's a lot of self-discovery before mm. like I put out music a lot of just like figuring out sounds um and now I'm here with a sound yeah I love it I love it now you <laughs> mentioned that right right there right obviously you know I'm guessing African background you mentioned uni right one of the challenges, I remember speaking, um, sitting down with one, one of the artists earlier that I did a podcast with, which is Shireen, and we we're talking about it. And I was like, did you really have to, like, do musicians really have to go to uni? Did you have to go pursue that? Or what did you, did you, what did you even study at uni? Did it, was it similar to what you're doing now? Or how did that process even help you? Yeah, I was lucky. Like, my parents, they're, they're quite the easy going so they're not one of those ones like oh you have to be a doctor like they're more realistic <laughs> they're like just do do it whatever you do do it well basically so yeah. and because I was performing so young mm -hmm. um when I got to college I was like yeah I'm gonna just do musical theater no musical theater what did I do in college sugar something to do with drama but it was mm -hmm. performing arts I was it did performing arts and then I followed for a uni I did film and drama so they were fine it was just like as long as you graduate as long as you go to uni we don't really mind what you do so mm -hmm. long as you're successful at it so um yeah I didn't have that pressure thankfully never nah, been told like to that. be a doctor <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough in terms of challenges obviously you mentioned they're like finding your sound this is the unique sound you want to bring and find yourself I'm not gonna lie it's crazy let you know let me even big up Clubhouse to be honest because Clubhouse <laughs> is what brought us here is what's brought us together because mm -hmm. obviously yeah. for me I think the last time I saw you was a couple of years back you know, and obviously to see you again, I was like, wait, you do music now properly? Because I knew that was always a desire, a passion, right? Obviously, I'm there, I'm just like, cool, I need to take this in. And here I am taking the music. And let me start, first of all, I want to start, start with your singles, right? And first of all, one of the first singles I saw on Spotify was Young and Misguided, right? Now, talk to me about that. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about such a <laughs> person. Oh, gosh. <laughs> such a song right like the tune is a bit mm, mm, mm. so speak to me about young and misguided what was the thought process behind that and how did that come about yeah young and misguided i wrote that in 2015 so i was still in uni when i wrote that song wow it, it was it's like it was just truthful you know mm. yeah i just brought out the circumstance that i found myself in and um i basically was just when I was um, in uni, all I wrote was just like um, 
just the truth basically very very vulnerable very very like in touch with myself or in touch with the things that my friends were going through mm. um so yeah younger misguided was literally how I felt at that time like I was I was the I was a moody moody pre-adult in my mm. 20s I was very moody <laughs> I was just yeah <laughs> very moody like very very moody look like real highs and real lows so mm. a lot of my music like sometimes I go and listen to like music that I have saved I'm like girl who is you who's dark <laughs> as hell <laughs> so yeah that was young and misguided young and misguided mm. is literally everything beginning to end it's a true story wow yeah it's a true story this is an exclusive yeah. right? it's a true story wow <laughs> that is crazy because i was listening to that and as he said vulnerability what is that a big thing for you in terms of being vulnerable through your music being vulnerable through your sound because Obviously, a lot of artists, most artists now, I guess, are embracing that in terms of just being vulnerable in their tracks mm. and things like that. But for you personally, why is that such a big thing to be vulnerable for your tracks? Because I was listening to that and I was like, I could feel it. Like, legit, I could just feel it. And I'm like, wow, this is this is crazy. I felt like I was in your diary. So, first of all, speak to mm. me. <laughs> like that. But I'm not going to lie. I remember the first time I started, like, like journaling, right? I was shook because I was like, mm. if I leave this book somewhere mm. and somebody picks this mm. book up, I am finished. <laughs> so how is that like no, going through that and getting to this? Honestly, like when I first started like writing my own songs, yeah. So mm. like from let's say after being a teenager, so when I was like, let's say, yeah, 18, from that point, yeah, the music was very vulnerable. So I never used to want, I never like wanted to show it to anyone or sing it because I was mm. like, I can't tell you this. I can't sing this or perform this to you. Like mm -hmm. this is for self, this is for me. This is just like, this is therapy for me. So I was mm. like, this is just way too, intimate. people are gonna know way too much about me. Mm. Um, and I think that was even part of the reason why I had the stage name because I was like, I can't put this music out and people know it's about me. Like it was just too much. <laughs> um, so, wow. so it was a process it takes time but you know what so weird now now I'm older when I write stuff it's like um once I've written it it's gone so whatever emotion was attached to it or whatever situation um once it's on paper it's no longer mine um mm. and I feel like a just a release so yeah wow. um, that's my process <laughs> wow I like that I like that you mentioned that there I want to pick you up on that you mentioned the fact that mm -hmm. you even had to put staging them on there because you don't want people to know this is my story yeah. so now how are you like with that now of, of course now you've been vulnerable but the stage names sort of still <laughs> exist so are you telling me yeah. that one day we could possibly throw away the stage name and come with a new rebranding re boy <laughs> just know like you know it's so crazy in uni the whole plan for me was like you see her the whole thing that her had like i the wish drugs. i had like mm. my old like notebooks I swear to you, it was exactly the same. Like it was literally just supposed to be a silhouette. Like you wouldn't mm. know who if it was me or not. Like wow. it was supposed to be like that. Um, it's so funny. Like I, I know there's like a well of um ideas or inspiration, and anyone mm. can go and draw from it because no idea is 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 um new under the sun for sure. Um, but then you know what? I feel like a part of my journey is to, and I guess it's testament to my name that I need to be brave. I need mm -hmm. to be fearless, and I need to combat my fears. And one of my fears is like being in the public eye, one of my fears is um, being, I guess, completely naked in front of everyone and, and bearing it all for others. So it's very difficult to do so, um, but I'm thankful that I've chosen this group because it's allowed me to like, rid of all my insecurities mm. in order to just 
be who we need to be. So wow. yeah, like it's hard. It's not easy, you know. It's I not- can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm taking it in. I'm like, wow. I I like that. I really do like that. So let's talk about my personal favorite. My <laughs> personal favorite. I have to say, this song has been a repeat for days now. <laughs> This song has been yes. Oh my god, when I say that the lyrics here, yeah? mm, let me not talk too much. But anyway, let's talk about sweet love, yeah. How did sweet love mm-hmm. come about again? Like, what was the process behind that one? Because boy, sweet love, yeah. I was like, ooh, again, I felt like I was, you know, when you feel like ooh, some like I'm sitting there and it's yeah. like a therapy session, and this guy is just talking to me, mm. and I'm feeling the same thing. I'm like, whoa. So speak to me, what was the process behind that? And even production, like how did that come about? Who did you work with on that song? Like speak to me a bit about that. People, honestly, people, I feel so, so like, it's so funny that, and I'm I'm so grateful. Like mm. something I heard in one of the rooms, yeah. Um, they mm. have this room on Clubhouse called Super Gems. It's like all the amazing producers. And one thing they said, it was like, you should write with the intention and have an intention every time you go to studio. Mm. I swear to you, people always ask me, but honestly, Mm-hmm. sweet love was my imagination like actually was my wow. imagination there was a competition for the best songwriters best artists for lvrn during quarantine the first quarantine mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then i literally just challenged myself i was like i could just sing stuff i've already got in the vault but i was like yeah. let me challenge myself and see if i can write like an r&b banger in mm-hmm. one day so that's what i did like i just challenged myself um i found i saved loads of beats on youtube so it wasn't complicated at all production wise I found loads, I saved loads of beats and then I picked, I just picked one at random and I just started writing to it. Um, and literally I was just like, okay, what's my intention? I need it to be a R&B banger. Okay, mm. how do I do this? And I just thought, I don't want it to be like, you know, a sexy, sexy song. I'm not trying to go down that route, but <laughs> I want people to hear it and feel love basically. I want mm. people to feel warm and gushy inside. Mm. And so love, I think intentions defo defo hold because I feel like it translated. Um, and so yeah, I was just writing it. And funny enough, like the line that I know everyone always talks about is the say less and do more. Yeah. So say I, I would like say to myself, come on. <laughs> come on. I always pride myself on like your first, come on. Your the first two lines. <laughs> your first two lines are supposed to be like your your hook basically mm. your first two lines that's what's going to capture people's attention mm. so um I was struggling so I called one of my best friends and I was like to him like I was just saying like loads of melodies da, 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 da. um and how what my brain works is I just say loads of melody like melodies let it come out let it come out and my brain my brain basically like selects it so mm. like I'll know which one is the one I'll stop and I'll repeat that until I remember it mm. so I'm going through all these melodies and he's like oh you're just doing too much man like just stay less and I swear to you, I literally, the next thing I sang was like, say less and two more. And I was just like, ah, that's it. <laughs> and wow, I just like, I just I kept going. That. Just kept on going, so hmm. yeah. No, I love that, man. To- I'm telling you, that tune, I'm not gonna lie that, like, I'm telling you, man, the way you ride through that production, everything just made sense. Like when I'm listening to that on my walk here, I'm like, raw. Yeah, this is <laughs> I do it too, you know. I literally go and walk sometimes, yeah, and I just like listen. I did it last week because I haven't heard it in a long time. Mm. Um, I was listening to it over and over again. I was like, oh, that's some good ish right here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like it too. I love that. It is a good ish right there. And this brings me to the next one, right? This tune mm. right here obviously is blown up, especially in the, in, the, in the state that we're in as a community, mm-hmm. not just as black people especially for black women. 
hang black mm -hmm. girls with mm -hmm. any and obviously any herself mm -hmm. she's doing amazing stuff right now amazing. to me how did that yeah. collab come about like yeah how did that come about how did you guys get to working together before, <laughs> before i even start asking a lot of hundred questions it's great it's crazy um so my sister's a playwright and a and a screenwriter mm. did i get that right yeah she's a playwright and a screenwriter right her name's bola Baje. Mm -hmm. um and she did a film school i believe it was in 2018 um mm. and i was just one of the coordinators so any was one of the students and then after class we were all like just like listening to music freestyling um and that's the first time I ever heard her like rap sing. I'm like, hello, <laughs> who is this? You know, <laughs> I just remember her like, just like, cause she was so quiet. And then she just had this whole explosion of creativity. I'm like, wow, like you're incredible. And then we just kept in touch. Um, and then one day she just asked me, she's like, I'm working on a song, would you do the hook? So the hook you hear now was, wasn't the original hook I wrote actually. Wow. So I had an original hook ages ago and then, um, she asked, she came up, she told me again, was it 2019, December, I think. Mm. And she was like, oh, Mia, would you mind switching this hook up to be a bit more like jumpy? Mm. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do it. And then just went to studio, wasn't even long, one hour. And mm. then this is the song now. So yeah. Wow. I love the tune, yeah. man. I think what, as I said, what it communicates for. So for you personally, what does the song mean to you in terms of obviously We've been on Clubhouse, we've been in, in the last year as black people, I feel like there's been this huge transformation happening, but especially for black women, right? Where black women are, you know, taking a stand and speaking more and being vocal and expressing themselves more. So for you, how does it feel to be able to contribute to, to this, to the voices of women at this current time? <clears throat> I think for me, um, yeah, like, it, it was important like it was it was it was bigger than me if you know what I mean like it mm. wasn't just about about me I felt like it was just I how can I yeah it's just bigger than me like I just feel like the song just means like representation yeah mm. and representation for 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 women who who look like myself like mm. for for black women period mm. so for me it just felt like we're being seen and we're mm. being heard and rightfully so because we've needed to be mm. um and also just setting a precedent for what should happen going after this. Like we need to be seen, we need to be heard, we need to be included. So for me, that's what the song felt like. It felt like, um, and, and funny enough, it, it took me a long time to even digest the song. Like when we first did it, I wasn't even thinking, you know, oh, I'll write an anthem. Mm. I just responded to like what she was, um, like she had already like beautifully written already. So it was only like, once he shot the video, it was like, and I just remember my mom, it was like, we were shooting the, the scene on the couch and that's actually in Annie's house, which was so oh. cool. Um, and I just remember, my mom just said to me, I'm so proud of you. And I just remember thinking like, you know what? Like it just, it just kind of did like a full circle moment. Like this is actually so much, it's bigger than all of us. And it's like our parents, our sisters, they're in the video. Our friends are actually in the video. This is sh shot in Annie's area. So it's like, it, it just felt like black women in the UK having their moment to, to to take the stage. So yeah, man, representation for sure in its full capacity. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So now for yourself, amazing mm. 2020 in terms of songs that came out. We're here in 2021. What can the people, moi as a big fan, what can I expect? <laughs> what can we expect? 
I mean, firstly, Defo, a, a music video for for Sweet Love, I feel like it deserves one. So oh, that, that's it not deserves me. one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see what sort of direction you're going to take that, though. It's a sweet one still. Ah, you got to see. You got to wait and see. You got to wait and see. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, Sweet Love for sure. Um, and new music for sure. Like I've been writing some 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 new stuff. I thought I was going to release a lot of the tracks I just had already, but mm-hmm. I'm in a weird R&B state where just a lot of good songs are coming out. So I can't wait to share the new music. That's what I'm excited about. Um, and then hopefully before summer or around summertime, hopefully an EP. So yeah. Wow. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, lo- I'm proper looking forward to that, Emil. I mean, thank you for sitting down with me. Um, we're gonna have a quick fire round, but you know the technicals. I gotta stop a few things, reset a few things, then we'll do <laughs> that cool with you. Yeah? yeah, so we're gonna ask a few questions just before we go. I wanna ask, you know, so growing mm-hmm. up, you mentioned obviously you love music and all that kind of stuff. So what sort of music were, um did you grow up on? Like what was Wait, it? Are you heavy started? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know you started. All right, let's do it. Let me start. Let me start now. So obviously you mentioned the fact that you know you grew up on music, you know, you love music from a young age. So what sort of music did you grow up listening to? What was mommy and daddy pumping? What were your siblings pumping up? What sort of music? Well, my mom and dad, they weren't really pumping the music, but my siblings were. <laughs> um, there was a lot of R&B, a lot of garage in the house, mm. some Tony Braxton, some 702, some like, just a whole melting pot. I yeah. love that. I love that. Fair enough. And from your mind, what was the first album you listened to from start to finish? Oh no, you're frozen. You first listened to. An album you listened to from Reggie, start- you're frozen, by the way. Am I still frozen? Yeah, now you, you're back again. Sorry. Um, so yeah, um, what was an album you listened to from start to finish? Hello? Are we here? Yeah, now we're back. Okay. Let's try again. I was gonna ask, what was an what was what was an album you listened to from start to finish? Loads. Um confession. The, um, the first one that you were like, ooh, this album. When I was a kid or now? Yeah, growing up. Yeah, the first album. When I was a kid or now? Yeah, when you were a kid. That pops in my head. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Not li- uh, the first thing that's popped into my head was Wizkid. Is it Superstar? What's that first album you had? Uh, Superstar. Wave your album still. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, Definitely. that's a lit album. What are you listening to now? What What are you currently listening to from start to finish? Don't tell me Wizkid again. <laughs> Made in Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been banging out um, Lucky Days, Painted from top to bottom. Um. Yeah, and a rapper called Sue Surf. He's got a new album. I've been listening to that. Yeah. I, respect it. I respect it. All right, cool. Before I let you go, I love to do the, what I call a quick fire round, right? Yeah. Ask a few things. You have you don't have time to think. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. This is okay. it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So, hair or LMA? <laughs> All right. Huh. Cool. Jojo Smith or Summer Walker? 
Walker. Ooh. Usher or Chris Brown? Usher. Any or Myra May? Any. I love that. I love that. I love that. Whisked or Burner? <laughs> Whisked. I love that. Okay, I'll, I love give, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And last but not least, I'm going to go this way. Hmm. Drake or Chris Brown? Oh, Drake. Drake, for sure. Enough, I love Chris Brown, though, but Drake. I'm a huge Drake fan, so. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll give you that. And see, that was it. Simple, quick fire rounds. <laughs> That is it. No, oh, thank you so much, for your for your time. You. you know, for the people that don't know you, where can people find you? Where if they want to find you, what's the, what's the app? What's the name? Where can we find you? Listen to listen to. I you. am on. I'm everywhere. <laughs> um, please follow me on on Instagram and um, Twitter at Amia underscore Brave, and also follow me on Spotify, Apple Music, and most importantly, follow me on YouTube because. We got some new stuff coming out, so I don't need to miss it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to that, man. Honestly, again, congratulations on the success so far in 2020. I'm hoping Thanks. nothing but great success. I'm looking forward Thanks. to the show. You know, I'm looking forward to the show. I'm there. I'm there. You know, lots LTD. We are there to host for you. If you need us, we're here for you. Yeah, host, <laughs> bring the energy crew out. Let me know, man. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the EP you say you have coming out as well. Bruv, like, as mm. I said, man, these songs are doing things to me. You understand? They're doing great. <laughs> and I know you've been pumping out more stuff. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. No, it's a blessing, man. Thank you. Wow, what an episode. Well, I hope you had a good time. I hope, you know, you took some good notes too. And remember, don't be greedy. Share this with your family, your friends, your neighbors, and even your ancestors. Stay tuned for more Taking Notes, Mr. Lance. And remember, one more thing. We move regardless.